Hello and welcome to I Heard It On A Podcast, our little corner of the Wild West. My name is Riley. My name is Isaiah. And uh, we've invested all of our money in hard money these days, so uh, don't go asking us. What money? (laughs) (laughs) That's actually probably a better question than what is hard money. Uh, Is just like, what money? money? (laughs) (laughs) You've actually probably invested in a in a non-direct way in the least hard money that exists which is cryptocurrency sure um hard money is gold, gold and silver and things that people generally equate with uh value mm-hmm. rather than paper money which is uh, soft money soft Squishy money, money. Again. <laughs> yeah it's like a thing that people just all agree is worth something sure like a fee it's like it's a fiat currency yeah um rather than gold which we all agree is super valuable and yeah perfectly obviously like you can plant crops with gold yep. and and it'll heal your children and, yeah and keep you hydrated yep. and the most important thing to life <laughs> is gold anyway um welcome to welcome. the monday episode yeah yeah so, for literal months, I have been listening on audiobook to A Song of Ice and Fire. Okay. Which is the books that Game of Thrones, the TV show, is based on. Um, I have watched Game of Thrones, the TV show, uh, after it all happened. Uh, this was probably a year ago, or okay. a year and a half ago, is when we, I watched the TV show. And so, I've list, been listening to the books, knowing kind of what happens. Yeah. But as you may know, they kind of, the TV show caught up to where the books are in real life and then they had to keep going and kind of make it up um, because obviously they had to keep going, the TV show. Yep. Um, But the books are much more thorough and there's a lot of characters that aren't in the TV show and some of the characters' lines are more interesting and (laughs) thought out and more developed. And anyway, they're very dense and there's so many characters and so many plot points and sure. in an interconnected web of deception and uh, politics and all these different elements are very, um, it makes it a very heady series, which I appreciate, but you really have to focus and think about it and spend your time as you're falling asleep. Like, Oh, that's what that per- person meant. 900 pages ago when they mentioned that one thing and now it's playing out. Right. Um, All that to be said, I really like stories that involve drama and politics and um, the interconnectivity of different characters, Mm -hmm. plots, and all those complicated things that make a story difficult to write and difficult to do well, but very interesting when it can be done well. Um, and I've been listening to these books since April or maybe March mm-hmm. because they're so long, even as an audiobook, when you can multitask. Yeah. So, all that to say, this was like a big part of what I did with my free time, and now I'm done. I finished uh, the last book, and I'm in what I would call is like a show hole for books uh-huh. or more accurately, a show hole for just good story. Uh-huh. So I've been looking for some TV shows that uh-huh. are complicated and 
investing and political and dramatic uh-huh. to kind of fill that void sure. of a story that I can really get invested in. Uh-huh. But I think it's really difficult to tell that complicated and deep of a story in yeah. any medium except for a book, probably. Yeah. So I guess my conundrum or my question is, is that only possible in a book? What 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 should I do? Should I just keep looking for more books? I feel like that's harder to suss out. Like mm-hmm. there's less reviews about books generally yeah. and people have more, uh, or there's a wider um, spectrum of expectations for yeah. what books should be like. People generally know like this is a good TV show or it's bad because right. of how it's produced or how well the, how good the acting is right. and things like that. But with a book, some people like a writing style, some people don't. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's a good or a bad book like a good or a bad TV show is. Right. So I feel like with books, you kind of just have to read a lot of them till you get lucky and find one right. that you like. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think like it is easier to... Yeah, 100% it's easier to tell like a big expansive story in a book because there's not really a budget that they, you know, there's not like right. constraints. It's just your imagination and the imagination of the person writing. That's just like at the essence of what the story is, you know, TV shows are stories too, but with a lot of other stuff on top of them to make them work. So I would say that it is going to be easier to find a story of that scale in a book for sure. But I don't know. I, I think like, I don't know if you've read Lord of the Rings, no. but that could be a good next book option. There's, mm-hmm. you know, three pretty, you know, decent length books in that trilogy. And then there's The Hobbit and then there's like The Silmarillion and there's like a lot of world stuff to get into there. Um, I also love the TV show The Expanse. I don't know if you've seen that. I think, I think we've, we've talked, talked about, about it. Yeah. But that one, like that one's got six seasons. I think it just finished and it's like. There's a lot of world building, a lot of politics, and a lot of like interaction between like factions and groups of people, mm-hmm. and a lot of like fun sci fi things that are like mysterious. And you know, it's like a good show. It's shot well, and the plot is good. And they had like a storyline because it's based on books. You know, it's based on this nine book series, right? Um, and it follows through with that pretty well. So I would recommend that. And that's you know, if you just don't want to read again, then that's a good option. I would say. Yeah. All right. I think it's just a process. You just got to look for a while. There's so many options. Yep. What a first world problem. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It's not, it's not an actual problem. I was just (laughs) commenting on like the, the breadth of the, like how, how expansive a story can be and how kind of connected you can get to that. Yeah. Anyway, I am currently unemployed. Yeah, yeah. In a good way. Um, because I finished my job at SPSP uh, this last Friday, wrapped it up on a very positive note, and uh, I'm starting a new job at the Denver Rescue Mission, mostly working at the Fort Collins Rescue Mission, and uh, I'll start that uh, in about a week and a half. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess just a few days after this episode comes out. Um, but in between those two times, I have two weeks off to just hang out. Yeah. So Lauren and I went camping and you and I are going to go backpacking next uh-huh. week. And, 
other than that, I'm on my quest for my next big story yeah. that I'm looking that I'm in, gonna get involved in, and I'm hanging out. Bought some shoes today, and just uh, living enjoying, the enjoying enjoying a little downtime. Yeah, kind of nice. It's not very often that you get to very purposefully decide I'm gonna end this job and I'm gonna start this other one and and decide to have a break in between. Right. So I feel very lucky to be able to do that. Yeah. And it's nice to just have time to refresh and relax before you start working again. Yes. And it's like not, I don't know, it's a vacation, but it's like different from a normal vacation because there's like, there's no expectations of what you have to do when you come back. You don't, you're not even coming back really. And it's an exciting return to work, quote unquote, because I get to learn a bunch of new things and meet new people and discover new work environment and all that fun stuff that comes with a new job. Yeah. So it's not even like, oh man, I'm going to go back to a million emails while I was gone. Right. It's like a fun new journey. So that's yeah, exciting. that's super legit. You know, I feel like you could like, if you had a lucrative enough career, just like quit your job every like year or two and take like a month off and then just get a new job and start that. But what, that would have what to be... kind of lucrative career would you have that you would leave that career every couple of years? Software engineering. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I guess they hop around a lot. Yeah. But it's basically the same job everywhere. They yeah. just watch a new onboarding video right. every couple of years. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of jobs like that. Maybe just not quite as lucrative. Yeah. But... yeah. I'm, I mean, a lot of people do hop around, but yeah. I, I'm shifting somewhat like i'll still yeah. be doing event type stuff but also i'll be doing more like marketing and pr and community outreach stuff yeah. and uh when i am doing events they'll be very different kind of events. totally so yeah it's almost like a little career change in <laughs> yeah, a way <laughs> a little bit um anyway just wanted to update y'all podcast listeners if you didn't know already today We have another tournament. This is one of my favorite returning segments um, because it's so structured. (laughs) So organized. (laughs) So uh, on the past, we've done male celebrities and we've done uh, best female celebrities and we've done best episode titles and best McDonald's items Mm. um, and best songs. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was a ranking. Anyway, in the tournament style, it's a head-to-head combat, just like uh, March Madness. Yeah. So I'll give. And today's topic for the tournament is the best invention of all time. And by best, I mean probably like most useful, most pivotal to humankind. Okay. So I'm gonna give us two randomly selected from a list of like essential, famous inventions. And um, I have a little article that gives some background information if you feel that you need some background, like historical information okay. about this item. Sure. Some of them you could argue are more like discoveries, um, but I tried to take out the most basic discovery. Like, I don't think I put electricity in here because <laughs> that's more of a discovery than it's an like invention. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, there's a lot of them, so let's get started. Okay. First up, gasoline versus digital music. Good night. 
<laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot it's of thinking. Just, it's immediately straight into the deep end of like <laughs> super important things. Yeah, to I'm me. warning you, they're all very difficult. I was going through this list of a hundred, trying to narrow it down to thirty-two to start with, and thinking, "Wow, we've invented so many important things." So that's good. We got to move. We got to move um, through this list. I guess the thing I have to process through is like if I'm ranking these based on like total importance to humanity in terms of like survival or total importance to humanity in terms of like happiness and a good life um well i think that being uh survival is just one aspect of of humanity right like a lot of species have been able to survive without any of these things yeah so we don't need gasoline or digital music to survive. Right. The argument maybe for the for this whole episode is which of these has contributed most to the thriving okay. of humanity and uh, maybe progressed uh, progress okay. um, for humanity and contributed the most to uh, the world as a whole. Okay. Um, in, in its respective place. Like, it's not comparing apples to apples, yeah, of totally. course, but, um, you know, do people get more joy out of being able to, like, drive around or, like, get on airplanes? Or do people get more joy out of being able to listen to music almost whenever they want because yeah. of digital music? Yeah. I think, for me, my heart wants to say digital music, but I kind of have to go with gasoline. Yeah. Th- I think that's the case because it's just so vital. It's been like the backbone of our society for like 200 years or whatever. Since the industrial revolution or whenever the combustion engine was invented. Maybe like 150 years. Refrigerator versus GPS. Hmm. It's got to be a refrigerator, I would say. Yeah, that changed how people... Yeah eat food well like save people's lives because like you would have less risk of eating like randomly spoiled food right i mean there was the ice box thing which always blows my mind like some dude just carried around ice in his truck and then switched it out with like a hole in someone's house yeah that seems so weird to me (laughs) (laughs) but i mean the gps has probably saved a lot of people's lives too it's true but probably less than a refrigerator it's more of a household Improvement, yeah, like to ev- the average like everyday person. Globally, yeah. Okay, microscope versus printing press. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> I mean, microscope is probably like the foundation of most scientific. Uh, like when you think about the scientific, uh, like the maybe the first, not the first, but like the the 1900s or 1800s scientific revolution yeah. where they were like, oh man, we should probably wash our hands before right. we do surgery. And uh, what, if, oh, this penicillin thing will probably be helpful. Yeah. And like all those, those are the two things I was going to say is like creating germ theory and discovering penicillin. Yeah. It's like, those are, those two things probably largely aided by a microscope yeah. have saved billions of lives but also that information was only disseminated because of the ability to like write and share knowledge a printing press is probably um the like if you're thinking of things that are inventions yeah like the printing press is like the invention right i would say like 
I would lean towards the printing press. Hmm. I think knowledge is kind of like everything. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. I mean, this is a tough one. It's a really tough one. But I think printing press edges it out just a little bit because yeah. you microscopes are useless unless people know how to use them and they probably learned how to use them because right. of written word passed through printed media. Yeah. Okay, the internet versus antibiotics. <laughs> oh boy, man, these are hard hitting so fast. Yeah. <sighs> this is another one where this it's is like basically the same question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the internet of course has revolutionized most people's lives over the last yeah. 30 years, but before that, before the last 30 years, it made no difference at all. And antibiotics have made a difference to a lot of people's lives yeah. for a hundred years or maybe more. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I can't imagine my life without the internet and like the vast amount stupider I'd be without the internet. But I also would have died from like bronchitis or something when yeah. I was 12. So I think, I think you have to think about it as like, which one would you rather not have in the world? <sighs> Uh, like if we if we as a society had to give up one of them, yeah. which would be more detrimental? I mean, maybe you could argue that like the entire economy would collapse, and uh, half of the people would go unemployed and stuff like that. Yeah. But if the internet was never invented in the first place, right. we would still be okay. Yeah. If antibiotics were never invented in the first place, there would be a lot more dead people. Right. But then there's also the whole like antibiotic resistance thing. Like, I don't mm. know. It's hard to yeah. like taking the future in mind. Like if one of them was never invented, like, you know, antibiotics might stop working at some point. Maybe. <laughs> but I think we have to go based on today's sure. information. Okay. Then let's say antibiotics. Yeah. I can get on board with that. Okay, They're definitely one. more important than a microscope because a microscope was just to invent antibiotics. Yeah, that's probably true. So. Next one is compass versus LEDs. Hmm. Little less um, detrimental to all of human history. But if you think about it, like both society changing inventions. Yeah, I mean, compass, pretty obvious how yeah. it has revolutionized or, you know, it's been used for centuries. And LEDs are more recent, but, you know, one light bulb used to last eight years and use a ton of power relative to its successor, LEDs, which last decades and use basically no power. Yeah. And will basically allow the whole world to be lit up with far less energy use. Yeah. I would probably lean towards compass. Yeah. Yeah, just because, like, I don't know, there's, like, you can technically navigate without a compass. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, when they were, you know, people were starting to explore the world and leave their continents and, like, go and see the world and mm -hmm. do exciting new things. You know, like, we could live without LEDs. We'd just be using a lot more power. But, like... Yeah. LEDs definitely changed the game, but we would probably still be fine without them. Yeah. Compass... It's hard to know because it's such a uh, essential aspect of yeah, you know 
exploration and human history really but i think we would have a different perspective on Mm -hmm. history especially in north america which is a relatively new uh part of western knowledge yeah you know you know what i'm saying yeah so compass next matchup clock versus the wheel (laughs) i gotta go with the wheel I think straight up. See, what was it? The Mayans or the Inca that never invented the wheel and they were perfectly fine? Like they functioned as a society? Yeah. But like, if we didn't invent the clock, we'd also be perfectly fine. Like, what is time really? Well, we we talked about that last week, I think. And uh, I don't want to go down that road again. <laughs> um I mean, yes, we we will always have a um, kind of innate sense of time in our bodies based on circadian rhythm and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. assuming that time is relative, whatever to our, whatever. Sure, we don't have to go there. Yeah, so maybe a clock is a little more of a um, precise, functional improvement to life um, versus the wheel. Like, every example that I'm thinking of why you would need a clock, you would first need a wheel. Like, I was going to say, well, if we didn't have clocks, no one would know when to show up at the airport on time. Sure. But you need wheels to get to the airport, and you need wheels for an airplane to take off. Sure. For the airport to exist in the first place. Yeah. And to build anything, really, on scale. And, like, people, you know, back when the wheel was invented and the clocks weren't, People could still keep track of time based on like the sun and, you know. Plus, when you're explaining like that this is the most groundbreaking invention, you either compare it to sliced bread, which is not on this list, or the wheel. The wheel, yeah. So I think it would probably look bad if we didn't move the wheel on. Yeah. It's kind of funny how we both like argued from our, like, I don't care about time and I just like kind of go with the flow and show up when I want to. And you're very structured and a very like organized person person Uh and so it's funny to me that like i didn't care at all and you're like but the clock (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway (laughs) cameras or paper oh man oh man well it's also difficult because you kind of have to compare time periods like paper changed the world right thousands of years ago. ago and cameras changed the world like a couple decades ago yeah I mean, they do say a picture's worth a thousand words, but you can draw pictures on paper. <laughs> and then take a picture of that. Uh, like what you drew. That's like a thousand times a thousand. Yeah. Um, I don't think this one's difficult. Paper. It's yeah. got to be paper. It's got to yeah. be paper. Cameras are like great and like I love them and they're like just an amazing way to like show the world to other people. Yeah, but paper is way more important to humanity. Yeah, and c- today cameras probably capture and communicate more information, but for ninety nine percent of history, yeah, at least how we've recorded history, yep. it's been paper. Yeah, and it probably will be paper at least for another year or two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, radio versus computer. Hmm. I feel like it's got to be computer. Yeah, I don't know if... I, I, I felt that way too. I was like, well, duh, computer. 
Um, I don't know if it's because of the bias if of our generation, like us being pretty young relatively. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we asked this question to like a 70-year-old who still used a computer and was unaware of its capabilities, right. but grew up in an age without computers and, or maybe even someone even older and like valued the radio for getting valuable information. Yeah. Um, what they, what their answer would be. I guess clarifying question. Are we talking about like AM FM radio that you're just listening to or like, like radio, radio frequencies. frequencies in general? Yeah. Like radio frequency to communicate information. Hmm. That's tough. Yeah, because I think in order for it to be a fair fight, then we also have to include computer as like all computers, like the ones in your smartphone and the ones that were first created that sent the rockets to the moon that took up a whole building. I feel like computers are definitely a bigger game changer than radio. Like computers Mm -hmm. did more for humanity when they were introduced than radios did, but we wouldn't have gotten to computers without radio. So I'm going to acknowledge, I think, in my opinion, at least radio as like a viable contender, but I think I'm still pushing computer forward if you're good with that. Sure. Okay. Okay. Next one. Typewriter versus pasteurization. (laughs) (laughs) These are all so tough. Yeah. This podcast is going to have a lot of empty silences while I just think. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's difficult. I mean, I had to kind of remind myself what pasteurization was, but it really was a process that eliminated a lot of the um, dangers that came along with food. Like before pasteurization, you had to either have your food fresh from whatever source it came from or cook it to a point that disease couldn't exist on it. Right. But for some things, you can't do that. Like milk, it's hard. Eggs, it's hard to control or cook it to 250 degrees to kill all the germs. So pasteurization also probably has saved countless lives. Yeah. What was the other option again? The typewriter. The typewriter. I would go pasteurization, I feel like. Yeah, I think we're showing a little bit of a bias towards inventions that save lives rather than progress like technology. But you can't progress technology if the if people are worried about what they eat. Like right. you can't go and learn how to take typewriting class and learn how to type yeah. if you're not even sure if the milk that you ate this morning is going to kill you. Right. It's like that pyramid of human need yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like Maslow's survival. hierarchy yeah. of need. Yeah. Yeah. Survival is more important. And like in our world that we're creating here with our inventions as we get rid of important things to humanity, we still have the printing press and paper, so you can still like write crap. You just can't type it. You just it. have to print it. You have to own a printing press. Well, and we have computers too, so we're good. Yeah. This is a weird world we're developing. The home printer is not on this list, so... Because those are not a great invention. <laughs> no, those suck. <laughs> I would put those under like plastic water bottles. Yeah. Apple, please make a printer. <laughs> I just, I would just say move away from printing things. Yeah. Just use more electronic copies of things. You know what's dumb is when you have to print something, sign it, and then fax it nowadays. Oh, man. I, I just have a copied, I just have a uh, transparent background version of my signature saved yep. 
everywhere. Yep. I'm like, all right, thanks. Yep. Paste it in there. And- paste <laughs> it in there and move on. Okay. Gunpowder versus the flashlight. Flashlight. Hmm. I would say. That surprises me. I don't know that me. gunpowder improved humanity so much as it continuously sets us back. <laughs> I guess so. If gunpowder was never invented, let's say that we somehow never created more powerful weapons. Yeah. Like we still fought in wars with swords. Yeah. Bayonets, can not even cannons. Um, Bows like and arrows. Pouring boiling oil on each other. <laughs> <laughs> Would less people be dead? Probably. Probably. So we went through this period in history where a lot of people died because of gunpowder. Like World War Like the one. World Wars. Yeah. And even probably up through the 70s and 80s and 90s. Yeah. But nowadays, as far as I'm concerned, as a very uh, brainwashed American, um, less people die in wars. Like it's more tactical. Yeah. And at least American military operations are less manned and more... technological so there's less just like throwing tens of thousands of bodies right at someone because there really was a point like you know medieval battles like they're portrayed in movies you know weren't really all that deadly body count wise they were just like a lot of people would get hurt but like it was exhausting and you as like a soldier didn't really have much chance of killing anyone else you just kind of like it was kind of luck of the draw yeah and it was kind of you know who could outlast the other one fatigue wise and supply wise and it was still very like you know war has always been a logistics game like who can out logistic the other person basically um but then you know world war one was super deadly because they still had old tactics with all these new weapons and they were just you know, like the new weapons were so efficient that you couldn't win wars with the old tactics. So like so many people died in World War One, World War Two, just based on these old tactics. And now, you know, tactics have changed and so wars are a lot less deadly now, you know. Um, so yeah, so I don't know, like, I feel like, you know, missing World War One and World War Two would be great for humanity. <laughs> Probably, you know. Yeah. So I would, I would push flashlights on. Plus, who likes the dark? Like if you're out at night, you want a flashlight. Right. I guess that's assuming that nothing like gunpowder was ever invented. Right. And we were always just like (laughs) stuck. Yeah. We were just stuck in the stone age, I guess. Maybe that would be better. Weaponry wise, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I do have it on the list. Okay. Electricity versus soap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shoot, man. Mm, So soap... Probably, I prob people have used soap for people have made soap for like thousands, thousands, thousands. of years. Yeah, it's just like a fat mixed with uh, an alkaline substance. Yeah, and it cleans, kind of. Um, it makes things really slippery, so germs don't want to be on it. <laughs> right. Yeah, but like, I use that basically that exact same kind of soap. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Like. I don't have a problem with antibacterial soap, but I prefer bar soap just because of other reasons that we won't, we don't have to spend our time talking about right now. Anyway, all, all that said has the, uh, germ resisting property of soap saved more lives or 
improved more lives than electricity has in in the last 200 years, knowing that soap has existed for like 4,000 years. I wish like I had like a, you know, because washing your hands is still effective if you don't use soap, but just not as effective. Right. So I wish I knew like what that percent, because like I'm leaning towards electricity right now, but you know, it's hard to tell without the informed facts of like how important soap really is to humans. Um, well, before germ theory, people didn't really like care to wash, wash their, their hands. hands unless they they just like, washed their whole body when they like visi- visibly were dirty. Right. So at least that's how I understand. Right. It. We have a lot of like talking out of our butts in this episode, yep. particularly. Um, but soap, I think, became a essential thing for everyone to have always. Yeah. More recently. Yeah. I'm going to lean towards electricity, I think. What are you thinking? Um, I mean, so many of these other things that we've listed are mute, are moot. Without electricity. Right. You know, we've listed the refrigerator and the computer and I guess some flashlights Um, and probably more as we move through this list. We would have to go back and rethink about them if we're not even going to move electricity forward. Electricity it is then. And I guess in saying that we're talking about the harnessing of electricity, uh, like generation of and transfer of electricity rather than like the fact that it exists. exists. Yeah, sure. Okay, next one. Steam engine versus light bulb. Hmm. I would say light bulb. Really? I feel like it improved, like, steam engine is important, but I feel like light bulbs improved everyone's life. Like, you could do things after it got dark. Um, I'm going to argue against you because even today, light bulbs, most most electricity is generated through a steam engine. What is it? Like a boiler? Yeah, I mean, maybe steam engine isn't the right word, but basically like something is heated up to heat up water and then the steam passes through something that moves and then that movement is converted into electricity. Sure. The way that that something is heated up changes. Sometimes it's because of solar. Sometimes it's because like coal burning or sure. natural. Anyway, the process of the steam moving the pistons and generating electricity is what I understand to be a hmm. steam engine. Okay, I was just picturing trains, so like it's more complicated. Okay. Um, what is is that not a steam engine? What I just described. I mean, t- I guess, te- yeah, technically it is. I think the connotation for a steam engine is just like the locomotive of a steam train. Okay. Um, but but y- through the steam process that I just described, right. right? Right, correct. That's how it's powered. So that whole, pro- I'm not sure what that process is called, to be honest, like heating steam and then using the result of that to power things. There's probably a name for that. But I'm sure there is, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's important. Knowing that you mean everything like that, because like that is like, you know, how probably you know sixty seventy percent of the power we're getting right now uh-huh. is generated. So I would say yes, whatever steam and power is called. <laughs> Engines 
that what is it engines that like generate steam that run on steam powered things yeah 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 i don't i don't know there's got to be a name for it we'll figure it out because i can yeah it's not like convection or anything like that but just says a steam engine is a heat engine that performs mechanical work using steam as its working fluid the steam engine uses the force produced by steam pressure to push a piston back and forth inside a cylinder this pushing force can be transformed by a connecting rod and crank into transitional force for work okay so i think i watched a uh, schoolhouse rock video on this one time that like the movement of the piston through the cylinder uh, is like there's something to do with magnets and the movement of that generates static electricity and then that's transferred somehow to electricity. I don't know. I could be totally making that up, but I think it has something to do with something like what I just said. Right, because the generator is just a motor in reverse. So yes. you're just applying force to the other side of a motor. Yes. And that's how energy is created is through the motor running backwards basically. So that's what the steam does, you know, like the steam powers the piston that then turns the generator that then like puts power out. Um the word steam is starting to sound really weird already <laughs> and I've only said it like four times. Okay, then let's just agree that it's steam yep. engine and move, move on. on. Electric motor <laughs> versus x-ray. I mean, everything we just talked about with steam requires an electric motor. Because generators are just electric motors run backwards. Well, what I guess, like, what is an electric motor? I'm thinking of, like, what a Tesla would use. Sure. But, like, it's also what, like, generators are and what, like, uh, you know, like, fans and... There's other. There's got to be other things that have electric <laughs> motors in them. I'm thinking Teslas mostly like and fans. You, but you wouldn't be able to like generate electricity like without an electric. You know, like even like water wheels use like some form of even like old ones like use crude motors to generate electricity. Yes, but I think the motor is just like a mechanical motor, like it's gears turning or something. Because an electric... Like well, a an, mill? An electric motor is like wire and magnets that like yes. when current is applied to one of them causes it to spin. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you put mechanical force into the other side, then it creates electricity. So that's that seems pretty important to me. And really, what have x-rays done for us as humanity? <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree that electric motors are more important. I'm... I think I just hope that we don't have to compare electric motors to steam motors because I'm going to get really confused. (laughs) It's more of like, because you need an electric motor in steam power, but this it's more like you're talking about the discovery of the physics of how steam works to create power. We'll get there. We'll get there if we get there. (laughs) I hope we don't. Uh, Okay. Batteries versus duct tape. Batteries. Batteries. I hate duct tape. Yeah, duct tape is touted as this magical thing that can fix all problems, but it's not. No, it sucks. And batteries, I think, are only going to get more essential. Yep. Undoubtedly. Indubitably. Indubitably. (laughs) Match versus railways. Like a match? Like light a match? 
Yes. Okay. Not like match.com. Sure. I don't know what else I would be thinking of. <laughs> I don't know. Match.com is pretty important to humanity. <laughs> a match versus railways. Hmm. I would say railways. How often do you, like, when was the match invented question? And how often do people like of all the fires ever started in world history, how many of them were started with the match? I sure. think is an important question. So the match was invented in 1826. Okay. Not I'm not going to Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That, that's a helpful because there was yeah. a lot of fires started before 1826. Right. Well, my first thought is like, especially if you're relying on, like you can't rely on a match. Like if you had to survive, cause you know, they can get wet or you can like, they right. can get destroyed. Or if it's not like a strike anywhere match, then you can't do anything with it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, most people have started fires with like Flint for all of human history until 1826. And then in the last 50 years, people have used lighters. Yeah. So I guess we're going to go with railways. built this country. <laughs> That's true. They've been the reason for a lot of cities to be established. Yep. Not just in this continent, but in others. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't remember putting this on the list. Fire versus a flush toilet. <laughs> Who invented fire? <laughs> I don't know. We could just... Um, I mean, uh, fire's going to win, right? Yeah, obviously. Fire's going to win this whole thing. Yeah, people pooped in the ground for <laughs> millennia. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would be fine continuing that tradition. Sure. But fire is the thing that, like changed humans yes. forever yes so it's going to win this whole thing if we move it forward so let's just for for flush toilets and giggles <laughs> move it forward okay even though we know it's not true yes okay cool finally we finish the initial matchings onto the sweet 16 yep gasoline versus a refrigerator gasoline hmm I, yeah, okay, I'll go with you on this okay. one. Lauren joined us in our studio audience, and she's uh, <laughs> confirming or denying all of your I love it. decisions. I love it. I gotta like turn around so I can see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, printing press versus antibiotics. I feel like this is a tough one. Yeah, it is. Ah. Oh. Because, like we've discussed earlier, antibiotics obviously important, but no one would probably have used them or yep. passed on that information without a printing press. Okay, from the mindset of like all of humanity, and not just thinking about like individual people, I would say printing press. Why? Because people are gonna die, but at least printing presses can move humanity as a whole forward. I guess. Unless, I mean, you know, it's hard to say what would happen if there were never antibiotics. Like, that's kind of a question mark. Yeah. But I feel like the knowledge is the important part. Hmm. But, you know, I could be persuaded if you want to persuade me. Um, I think I know what you're getting at is, like, people are going to die anyway. Yeah. So we might as well, like, preserve the knowledge of our of our race. Yeah. Um, 
and we need a way to do that. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty unanimously agreed upon yeah. that after the printing press was invented, that the communication and dissemination of information was much easier and the general population of earth got smarter yeah. because it was easier to do so. Yeah. And I think that's important and for not, people to be smart. Yeah. Not everyone is going to die from bacterial infections. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that, <laughs> but odds are you and I probably would probably. And we'd be I like, would have oh, died man, when I was 12 with bronchitis. <laughs> really wish I had those antibiotics. Who needs books? Who needs books? Because I mean, if you're thinking about like the 1300s, no one could read, right. but they all probably would have benefited from antibiotics. Right. So feel free to disagree with us. <laughs> Compass versus the wheel. Uh... <laughs> now just think about this. If you choose compass, you could use the compass as a wheel. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's a lot of this world like that we keep knocking <laughs> inventions out of gets really confusing. Uh, yeah, but at the end there'll just be one invention ever. Yeah. And you'll have to figure everything else out from there. Hopefully so, it's not <laughs> just like the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kicked that out already, so right. we're good. it's gonna be gasoline. <laughs> um I would I would probably say the wheel. Yeah, I mean like we talked about, uh it's so many other of these things probably would have been slowed or impossible to do without yep. a wheel because yep. you need to like move materials around yep. or people need to get to the job that allow them to discover pasteurization or <laughs> all all this yeah louis all, <laughs> so yeah wheel is pretty i put in well wheel well. is pretty essential mm, wells are a good invention too that could be an honorable mention honorable mention well wells <laughs> Shout out to Wells. Shout out to Wells. <laughs> okay, paper versus computer. Uh, it's just—it was hard to start, and now it's getting harder. It's gonna just get harder. Yeah, that's oh, how tournaments man. work. Weird. Um, I would say computer. Really? <sighs> we talked about with paper versus yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. paper is paper has been essential for thousands of years, but. Computers are like paper plus a bunch of other things. Okay, so think about the total innovation that happened on paper. Sure. All of it combined. Sure. Now think about the total innovation that's happened on computer, sure. all of it combined. Which yeah. do you think is more? Computer. Really? Yeah. Even though that's only existed for like 40 uh -huh. years. And I think it's exponential. And I think like taking the future into mind in this one, it's going to easily outpace like going forward. Yes, I agree with that because it basically does the same thing. Yep. Like computer can be paper, yep. but paper cannot be computer. <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. Computer can be paper. <laughs> <laughs> but paper, we couldn't get to computer without paper. Right. But somehow in this weird world, we have paradoxes like compasses <laughs> existing without wheels. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that one, but I don't have a really strong argument against it because computers are just so overwhelmingly powerful. Yeah. Do we have a tiebreaker? Like if we both disagree, do we just flip a coin or do we ask Lauren? I think we have a tiebreaker <laughs> okay. right there. Sweet. Sounds good. <laughs> 
Okay, Lauren, what is your opinion? She says paper. She paper. All right, paper moves on. All right. Do you have a reason? <laughs> mm, I don't think we would have been able to invent computers without paper, just like your printing press. No computers without paper. So computer can be paper, but not without paper. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay. Pasteurization versus flashlight. P- pasteurization. Yeah, that one seems kind of easy. Yeah. Because there's always fire. Yeah, and there's always... Well, we kicked fire out, but whatever. No, we agreed that fire Fire is, would win. Fire is, like, immortal. Yeah. Fire is beyond in- sure. invention. Sure. Okay. Electricity versus steam engine. <laughs> this one's going to get weird. Because <laughs> yes, steam engines are for electricity. <laughs> and they create electricity. We just have to say electricity then, right? Right, because yeah. if electricity... but. It, yeah, if electricity yep. didn't exist, there'd be no point. There'd a steam be no engine. reason to even try to invent a steam engine. Yes. Okay, easy. It was easier than I thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Elec- oh, electric motor versus batteries. <laughs> it's got to be electric motor because you you wouldn't like if you didn't have an electric motor because you know electric motors are generators. Like I've said that like. A bunch of times now. So you wouldn't be able to <laughs> and fill the battery. I don't understand what you mean by that. Well, you wouldn't be able to fill a battery without electric motors. Like you can't create. You don't make a double A battery by like plugging it into a charger. You just fill it with chemicals. And it's the chemical reaction that creates You're the, right. the battery. You're right. I mean, there are some batteries that are filled up with that are filled up with electricity and then they act as a storage unit. Yep. But there are other batteries that are that a chemical are, reaction. That are Most chemical. batteries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that makes it difficult. <laughs> and we did talk about how batteries are only going to get more essential since you want to keep bringing the future into this. Yeah. But they're mostly going to get more essential for cars, which need electric motors. <laughs> so we're kind of screwed here. Okay. I'm going to say batteries, but they kind of like, in the in reality, they need to have each other. Okay. The match made in heaven. True. <laughs> Speaking of match, the loser to the winner over match, uh, railways versus flush toilet. <laughs> railways. Uh, I don't know. You you literally in the last thing said you would be fine to poop on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of fun. As long as we had a good system. Sure. As a society, you could like dig the trains and cycle them and but all that good i mean stuff. yeah the reason i'm saying that is because a lot of people died from poop related <laughs> illnesses well, before their, there was a good system yeah they threw their poop into the street and then went and played in it so. yeah people like literally <laughs> yeah, yeah you antibiotics. need antibiotics and we've already gotten rid of those so we're kind of screwed <laughs> because people used to like actually throw their poop out the window and would land on other people right. <laughs> So, <laughs> like, that's kind of gross. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Anyway. Uh, so, are we saying toilet? Yeah. Then? No, no, no. We're going to go with railways. Okay. Just throw that poop on everybody. Yeah, it's just hard to poop on a railway. You don't have to be on a like, railway. just cut a hole in the bottom of the train? <laughs> sure. Or, like, hang it out the window or something. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> High-speed dookie. Anyway. Gasoline (laughs) versus printing press. Printing press. Horses are good, man. Horses could get us a long ways. And boats. Yeah, who needs to go that far, really? I mean, you can... Boats? Sailboats. Yeah. Yeah, or even like ocean liners Mm -hmm. use the steam engine. Which we 
got you, rid of. <laughs> well, I still think the steam engine was essential to society. But sure. What? Whatever. Anyway, gasoline versus printing press. We're going to go with printing press. Yes. I think that makes sense. Printing press is looking pretty strong. Speaking yep. of strong, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Wheel <laughs> versus paper. Uh, paper. Really? I feel like paper. Yeah. I feel like paper. I feel like this is the point where wheels have outlived their usefulness <laughs> to humanity. You drive <laughs> because like 50 miles every day. <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather have paper. <laughs> Let, okay, You'd let rather me, have paper. You'd rather walk. <laughs> no, no. Or like... I wouldn't walk drive 50 a, miles. Like a square... I'm telling you, man, horses can get a long ways. <laughs> You'd rather ride a horse everywhere you go. And be smart, And care yes. for a horse. And be smart, yes. One advantage to having a horse-centered society would be we would have uh, designed... Like we would have our environment designed, designed for horses. much better. Yeah. We wouldn't be a car-centric society. Sure. That could be another podcast. Anyway, I can't believe that I'm saying this. But Wait, did we keep gasoline and get rid of wheels? <laughs> no. Okay, solid. <laughs> paper moves on. Paper it's, moves on. Paper is more important than the wheel. I should have put sliced bread in here. Mm. Pasteurization versus electricity. Well, you got to have electricity to pasteurize stuff. Electricity is like a very basic thing for like inventions. I guess you don't have to have electricity to pasteurize stuff. Um, well, so far what we have is the printing press and paper and batteries <laughs> and railways. And only one of those things needs electricity. That's true. Okay. I feel like we need to set like fresh rules going okay. into the final set. Because like sure. we need to decide if we're considering past, present, and future of humanity as a whole, or if we're just talking about up until this date, and they have to all be fully independent of each other, I feel like. Like, not in the context of this list, just in the context of real life? Right, so like, you know, if we get rid of electricity, then batteries aren't going to even have a purpose on this list, so we just need to assume they're fully separate of each other, somehow. I don't know. We just need to Suspend logic in a little, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, but we don't really care about. We could, you could still make batteries without electricity. Sure, they just probably wouldn't be as strong because sure. you need a lot of chemicals and they need to be really big. Yeah. And well, I mean, that is electricity, but we're talking more about like <laughs> this is getting okay. Let's go back to the question. <laughs> Which is with a, uh, the comparison? Yes. Okay. Electricity versus pasteurization. And so are we talking about up until this point then? Is that what we're That's settling? That's what I've been okay. thinking of. Okay. We'll settle there. I'm going to say pasteurization. Because it's older than electricity? I feel like it's, yeah, done more up until this point than electricity. Well... I feel like they're relatively the same age. Probably. How many people really drink milk anyway? Electricity. <laughs> I'd say that maybe if you'd asked this question 40 years ago, pasteurization would would answer yeah. would be the answer, but 
electricity, even in the last 10, 20 years, has become exponentially essential to anyone's lives who can get a handle on it. Yep. So I think it has to move forward. I can get by with like riding my horse to my cow and getting fresh milk out of my cow every morning and not storing it. Yeah. So you're going to homestead, but still <laughs> have a computer, have and, a electricity. computer yes. and electricity. Okay. Batteries versus railways. Hmm. Railways have probably been more important up until this point. Because batteries have really been... Okay. I'm going to loophole a little bit because technically, like, a flywheel doesn't count as, like, a battery or, like, mechanical means of storing. Like, if I, like, took a crap ton of water up a hill and then, like, left it there and then Uh poured it down later, like, that's storing energy, but it's not technically a battery. So I feel like there's ways to work around not having batteries. Yes. I mean... If you have a pretty narrow but also uh, widely accepted definition of what a battery is, yeah. we've only scratched the surface really of what batteries are. Yep. And we don't use them very often, really. Right. I think this one is really a question of the past versus the future. Railways were essential for the last like 300 years, yeah. but probably aren't going to be that important. They're more important in other countries. Yeah. But probably not as important as batteries are going to be in the future. Totally. But we've agreed, we agreed that it's up to this point in the world. So I guess railways have to move forward. Yep. Because we can't necessarily confirm that batteries will be important. Sure. We can we could confirm, all go extinct like tomorrow. <laughs> right. But we can confirm what history has already happened. All right. The big question, printing press versus paper. Oh, gosh. This is so dumb. Yeah, I know. How do we get here? (laughs) Uh, Because if you have paper without a printing press... Then you just have monks everywhere. (laughs) But hold on. If we pick one, does that mean the other one doesn't exist? Or is this a question of which one is most important to society? Well... This, this, This tournament style doesn't eliminate everything else from in the bracket right from existence in this society right right it did for a while because it was fun but now we need to get rid of that now we need to get serious serious. (laughs) so if we pick paper the printing press still exists we're just saying that paper is more important than the printing press and vice versa yes i would say that the printing press was more important than paper because of the like dissemination of information. Yeah, because like thing. you know, they still like had books and like knowledge and like written history before that, but it was just like, you know, like you said, like in the 1300s, barely anyone could read, and it became like only people who really like valued that and like, you know, and had had elites or whatever in that then had that information, and the printing press made it so that like you know they printed the bible and that like got disseminated and like it just like really changed and like accelerated human society whereas before like they'd had written stuff you know they had people writing hieroglyphics on papyrus like in ancient egypt and like they had written stuff for a long time but it really did like exponentially accelerate from the printing press so i would argue for the printing press but 
I agree. Sweet. Printing press is moving on to the finals. Sweet. In the other semifinals, electricity versus railways. I feel like electricity has impacted more people. Yeah, I think that it has to be. I'm a, honestly a little surprised that railways has made it this far. <laughs> I think it's just because it was in a weird division. Yeah. <laughs> Screw your trains. It was just competing against weird competitors. Like a flushed toilet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fire was supposed to be in this division. Yeah, fire would have wiped. Of course. Fire would have beaten everything. Okay. The final matchup. Printing press versus electricity. This is tough. Wow. This is real tough. Okay, so you could argue that the printing press, because it's older, has impacted more people. And still to this day, probably more people have access to printed material than have access to electricity. Yeah. In fact, I would bet money on that. Yeah. But for those people who do have access to electricity, recently, in the last hundred years or so, that electricity maybe, you could argue, has changed their lives on a greater scale than the printing press. Yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, I use electricity a lot in my day-to-day life and I don't read printed things really at all but that's just me like now in yeah, this day and age i think up up until i mean even us some of the newest humans to ever exist all of our education was on unpr- almost all of our education was on printed materials probably me more than you right because i went to a public school that all of their materials were from like 20 years ago right but all of my textbooks were on printed material and we did our homework on printed material and I got uh, like all of my music education happened through printed material and all of that indirectly was impacted or dependent upon electricity. Mm -hmm. But I, I and probably almost everyone else ever would have next to no education or skills without printed materials. And I feel like maybe to kind of sum up this argument and agree, electricity maybe is like a bigger, like quality of life comfort improvement. It adds more things that like help make our lives more easy and comfortable. And probably extends life expectancy in ways. But as far as like the betterment of humanity is concerned, I would have to say printing press. Yeah, I agree. So, there it is. Studio audience, do you concur? She concurs. She concurs. <laughs> All right. The official best invention ever in humanity is the printing press. Woo! Party. All right. Thanks, Gutenberg. <laughs> all right well that's gonna do us for today thank you for listening to i heard it on a podcast we've got new episodes every monday and wednesday that you can find wherever you get your podcasts if you like printing presses and knowledge and inventions 
send this podcast to someone else who also might enjoy that. As always, you can reach us at I heard it on a podcast at gmail.com. Gutenberg's Bible. Yes. It's like a famous thing. Where yes. is that? Is that where? In the Smithsonian? Like the first one printed? Um I think so. I don't know. That was a long time ago. It's gotta be somewhere. Oh, there's like multiple there's multiple yeah, of them. Because he invented like the printing press, so